I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I mean, it's clearly not the final nightmare because we're going to do this again next week, but yeah. it's pretty close to the final nightmare. They really Second wanted to last it to nightmare. be. They were really pushing yeah. for this to be the actual, like, final nightmare. He's dead. <laughs> it's over. He's dead. It's done. But yeah. game over. Happens. Close up shop. Board <laughs> up the windows. I mean, we're going to kill him by bringing him into the new into the real world. That's never happened before, except for the first one. Which... <laughs> uh, but enough. We're we're are we burying the lead? Is that the, is that the industry term? I have no idea, but I think you're right. All right, well let's let's hop into it for real. Welcome, ga- gals and ghouls, spooks and specters, Ooh. vampires and vampires, <laughs> to spooky time presence, a nightmare on Elm Street six. Freddy's dead, the final nightmare, the re-return of Freddy's vengeance. <laughs> Part one. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is... Uh, this movie is... Let me tell you. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Yeah. Uh, my name is Kyle, and I really wish that they had quoted me saying, uh, it's prime time, bitch, at the start of this movie. I feel it would have given the <laughs> quote more weight. That was so great. <laughs> that was one of... One of my favorite scenes, and that says a lot about this movie as a whole, I think. say It's such a weird, they go from quoting, was it Nietzsche? Yeah. Nietzsche? Ni- about, Nietzsche? Like, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah. The guy who killed God. <laughs> yeah. Quoting him, saying something about dreams, mm-hmm. followed by their own yeah. best zinger. Beautiful. Uh, and who Chef are you kiss. joining us today? Um, it's me, Cammie, and I'll get you, my pretty, and your little soul, too. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. My hair was red at birth. I don't have a soul. Oh, wow. Kyle as a redhead. I can't see it. No, because we're in different rooms. Oh, yeah. We're far <laughs> from each other. <laughs> That's not how light works. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Uh, and as we, as we say, we're doing... Uh, Elm Street 6, directed by Rachel Talele, mm-hmm. starring Lisa Zane as Dr. Maggie slash Catherine or Karen Ka- Catherine. Catherine Kruger. Uh, Leslie Deanne as Tracy, and Robbie the Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger himself. Mm-hmm. We also got Brecken Meyer in this movie as Spencer, who I thought was just absolutely delightful. I'm. I thought he was gonna be like. I thought he was gonna last. Like I didn't think he'd go out that way. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I'm chewing. You know what's interesting? I I feel like I really wanted him to live because I just think he's adorable. But there are so many. I feel like this movie has too many survivors. I feel like this movie just didn't introduce enough people. Yeah. Um. I guess we can get into this now and discuss, you know, well, do you want to, do you want to go through kind of a plot synopsis first? Short plot synopsis? I, I do. Okay, let's I do gotta... that. And then I will go on my rant. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the nightmare begins by falling out of the sky onto a bus, then into a rock. Quite a trip for our newly amnesiatic boy, John Doe. Uh, after waking up on a road that is either inside or outside Springwood, he wanders into a nearby youth shelter. Youth shelter. Youth, youth shelter. <laughs> uh, where he meets a woman who probably is not related to Freddy, along with a bunch of troubled teens. Uh, the woman, Dr. Maggie, takes John Doe back to or out of Springwood to discover his identity. Uh, the teens come along. Uh, Springwood, probably, is weird. Uh, you know, there's no kids. The adults are all crazy. They got roads leading to nowhere. 
you know, real spooky shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then John Doe finds out that Freddy had a kid, probably Johnny, probably. <laughs> uh, the teens die. Uh, the survivors, including Dr. Maggie and Tracy, uh, John wasn't Freddy's kid, so he's dead. Uh, they yeah. flee Springwood with ghost Freddy as a stowaway. Uh, Freddy now has new victims to torment, victims who somehow routinely kick his ass. Yep. Uh, but luckily for our heroes, Master Dreamer Doc, who was introduced earlier, uh, has seen Nightmare 1 and tells Dr. Maggie to pull Freddy into reality, <laughs> where she beats him up and then explodes him. Uh, she does this despite the fact that she's Freddy's daughter. Crazy, right? Whoa! Anyway, movie over. The end. Yep. Very basic plot on this one. Painfully basic. Yeah. And yet, it still doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it up. Like, I think you have a rant you want to go on, but after yours, I'll do mine. Um, it's not so much a rant as just, like, general discussion about this movie. I feel like I need to talk this out just on mic. Because last night, I was watching... I watched, I watched the movie last night, and this was the first time I had ever seen it. And it was, I just, I was trying to articulate how I felt to my friend Josh, and I just couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't put together exactly, like, did I like it? Did I not like it? There's a lot that I liked about this movie. The, I've been waiting, I've been waiting since the beginning when we started doing this for Freddy to go full like caricature of himself like crazy funny just I have it in my notes that cheesy. he's literally a looney tune yes like cartoony cheesy Freddy this is what I've been waiting for and <laughs> you get it in this movie he is definitely he is like wily e. coyote <laughs> in this movie and the rest of them are all roadrunners like just besting him at every step of the way um so i loved that i love the kills in this movie i love the special effects in this movie i just all the references are just so on the nose for when this movie was made it's really like a time capsule of a film um <laughs> That being said, I didn't really give a shit about any of the characters. I really, really wish that they hadn't killed Nancy off in the third movie because I feel like having Nancy come back for this movie would have made it a thousand times better. Or just really anybody who survived Freddy, you know, throughout... I got a couple fun facts about that for later on. I was reading Wikipedia. Ooh. Cool. Uh, we can do the fun yeah. facts together. So, so yeah. Um, There were a few parts where it was just kind of... This movie sort of went full Friday the 13th route where they we're like all right we're just we're going to this is completely about freddy everybody want just wants to see freddy we're going to have some characters and he's going to kill them in interesting ways he's going to be his like full funny cartoony self and that's it that's what the movie is boom yeah um and the tone that the last movie had was so dark and very like yeah. sinister this movie is so goofy compared to that. And I think I think I like the tone of this movie better than I did the fifth one. Um, but I, I think I liked it more than I liked the fifth one. Like, I'm pretty sure I did. I think I might just have to watch this movie again. Or, like, a few more times and really make it, like... Make it stick. Yeah. Maybe that's all I need. I don't know. What <laughs> I'm done. What did you think? How do you Oh, feel? I feel sad. This movie is... I was not waiting for Freddy to be a, you know, a spoof on himself. Yeah. I liked... I like scary Freddy. And Freddy is at no point in this movie scary. Mm-mm. Like, it's... He's goofy and loony. And I I like that they're going kind of 
balls to the wall with the dream kills. Yeah. But also, like, no, like, <laughs> I don't want to laugh at crappy video game Breckenmeyer. I want to be scared at something yeah. equivalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so much movie I don't think made any sense. Like, every other movie, there's a just a throwaway line where the main character finds out about Freddy and just says, like, holds up a newspaper, says, child murderer burned alive. Yeah. So that they can establish that they know who he is. I don't think they do that in this one. Like, do they? when they discover, oh, Freddy had a kid, like I wrote in my notes, do they know who Freddy is? Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, you've got, like, the whole journey of, like, John and also Maggie at the same time having the same types of dreams sort of trying to figure it out. Um, and John is the last Springwood kid, right? He's the last Elm Street kid. I guess so. That opening yeah. like, news screen made me think like, oh, like, is this warning us about what's going to happen? Or has this happened and we're joining the last kid now? I, th- I Which think I, that's... Eventually, that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's it. Because... But he doesn't know who he is and so now suddenly freddie has the ability to like erase people from memory completely um yeah well i think hmm. it's uh like he's wakes up like as an amnesiac because he bonked his noodle when he came out of springwood noodle yeah and he's like oh like the things i know don't fall asleep or i'm gonna die and someone's after me i don't think he knows who freddie is yet and when they walk into town and they see all the weird drawings and all the mm-hmm. stuff. It's, one, apparently Freddy can now just do things in the waking world, which I have never been a fan of. Yeah. But also it's like, they can't talk to any, anybody they talk to already knows Freddy's mythology. And so they just, you know, zero to 60 uh-huh. without ever explaining who Freddy is <laughs> to these two, you know, new people to the series. So they're like, they should have no idea who Freddy is or that it's relevant that he has a kid. Mm-hmm. And it just really, that bugged me. I don't like the goofiness. The fact that people are beating up, beating up Freddy in all, in every dream in the second half of the movie is just like, I know it's not going to work. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it feels good to see, you know, the abused girl, you know, regain her power and stand up to Freddy. But yeah. also it's like, no, it's not, it's not doing anything. This is a waste of time. Yeah. And I did think that, like, the tonal shift in this movie was kind of weird at times because it was really goofy. But then you get those scenes where I thought Freddy was scary whenever he was, like, pre-dead Freddy, like Robert Englund just, like, acting, you know, in that, um, like, the flashback where, like, he kills his wife. Like, that was really harsh. That was really, that was scary. And, like, uh. and then you also have the scene where... um, Tracy's having the dream and her dad's there. Um, and mm-hmm. we find out that, like, her dad was sexually abusing her. Um, yeah. So th- those two scenes in particular that I can think of off the top of my head just didn't really fit... Yeah, the the tone that this movie sets. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it feels a little slapped together. I think that's my, like, ba- the the, like... If there's one thing I can say about this movie is that it feels just completely slapped together. Like they were like, all Absolutely. right, let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll do one more. Yeah. Let's get it done. Yeah. We got a check from Hollywood. Let's spend it and let's yep. go get some blow afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you want to hit us with some fun facts? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Once I'm done chewing. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Apologies. So... Speaking of slapping this movie together, so Peter Jackson actually wrote a script for this movie <laughs> that they didn't use, which I think could have been pretty yeah. good because Peter Jackson did some pretty good spooky movies, you know, in the early late 80s, early 90s. Um, Frighteners, uh, Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead, I think, depending on your region. He can. He went from these like kind of cheesy, fun horror movies to like Lord of the Rings within a decade, and that's just mind-boggling and really beautiful to me. I love mm-hmm. him so much. So, uh, a lot of the cast and crew were regulars um, of John Waters, 
in John Waters films, um, including Divine, who was supposed to be the uh, passenger next to John at the beginning of the uh, movie whenever he's on the plane, who's like, stop being a pussy. Uh, that was yeah. supposed to be Divine, but she died a uh, few weeks before they started shooting, I think, which is sad. This movie was hugely influenced by Twin Peaks. I haven't seen enough Twin Peaks in order to make the parallels, but uh, once I heard them say that, I, I watched uh, Never Sleep Again, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. They were saying that a lot of this movie was based on, on Twin Peaks. They gave it sort of a Twin Peaks vibe. And now that I think about it, what I have seen of Twin Peaks definitely does fit that the Twin Peaks vibe, the genre that is and can only be Twin Peaks where it's it's very like it can be really really goofy and very like the humor can be really dry but there's a lot of humor in this movie and things just yeah. go from 0 to 60 really quickly Roseanne Barr shows up, you know, for no apparent reason. There's a lot of cameos in this. You've got Roseanne and it's Tom Arnold, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you've got Johnny Depp in the commercial that uh, Spencer's watching on the TV. Um, Alice Cooper later on. You've got so many celebrities in this movie. So many. Because this was really like. The third movie really got the franchise, like, going into the next few movies. Like, they were like, all right, yeah. we made three of them. It's a trilogy, but we're going to have to pump out more because this is getting really popular. This was really the height of Freddy everywhere. Freddy Krueger was, like, the horror version of The Simpsons in the 80s. You couldn't go <laughs> anywhere without seeing Freddy Krueger on something. It was, like... You know, in buy my new breakfast cereal. Yeah, you know, in Freddy's. in Spaceballs, <laughs> like Mel Brooks is like merchandising, merchandising. Spaceballs, yeah. the lunchbox. You know, Spaceballs, yeah. the toilet paper. Yeah, it's like that. That Freddy was so marketable that this was the height of of that that Freddy that you were seeing everywhere, who produced a rap album and, you know, oh my God. was featured on, like, children's pajamas and probably breakfast cereal. I don't know. Um, Never. It should, don't make the child murderer a children's pajama It's weird, right? That's a, that's like, a strange thing to do. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, everybody loved Freddy. And everybody loved Jason, so that's why they were trying to get Freddy versus Jason going for so long. Because they were the two rival uh, slashers in, in the 80s. And the Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street franchise as a whole really um, brought slasher movies back to life in the 80s. Because, I mean, in 78, Halloween came out. And then came, over the next few years, this like slew of copycats, uh, including Friday the 13th, which got hugely popular really quick. The whole slasher thing kind of fizzled out in, like, 82, 83. And then Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 84, and it just, like, picked it right back up again. Uh, and so that's why we have, I just, the 80s as a whole is just such an interesting time for horror and really the decade that should be studied. Um, in Search of Darkness, the documentary on it's on shutter right now it's like a four-hour documentary about only just movies horror movies that came out in the 80s that's it and it dives yeah. really deeply into um just 80s horror as as a whole but they also you know dive into the whole like m movie store culture and you know what what do you remember renting when you were a kid what do you you know um, it's pure nostalgia and 80s horror movies really feel that way. And so I think this movie, I'll stop talking soon. This movie was really the <laughs> tail end of, of that before we sort of swung into that whole nineties, like Wes Craven really built like the eighties <laughs> horror sort of in a way. And then he also really just took over the nineties as well when with scream 
Um, Wes Craven was the king of horror in both of those decades. Definitely. You could say that other people were too, but I, th I think just Wes Craven was really a genius when it came to storytelling. Yeah. As a whole. So, which, <laughs> which also just bothers me about this movie because it just feels really lazy <laughs> and like Extremely. slapped together because like the first Nightmare on Elm Street is a, is genius. It's so good. Scream. Amazing. Last house on the left. All right, I could do without it, but but it's still it's highly disturbing. Um, yeah, so they had so we've got the the video game scene, right? And Freddy's yeah. playing as you know Spencer, who's navigating or as him. himself. Yeah, he switches yes. he switches roles seamlessly. <laughs> navigating through like the house and spencer's like shoving his head into the walls and you know punching everything um they didn't actually get permission from nintendo to use the power glove they asked <laughs> nintendo if they could use it in the movie and nintendo was like no you can't and so rachel went to bob bob shay and and was like they said no and he was like you know what do it anyway and she's like are you sure he's like yeah just do it. whatever whatever repercussions i don't yeah. care just do it bunch of foreigners what are they gonna do to us <laughs> and so they did it they put it in and they put in the little like um the catchphrase he says now i'm playing with power i think was that was the actual like tagline for the the uh. nintendo power glove uh and they didn't sue them and it sold a lot more power gloves i guess so but that was a huge risk that they were taking being you know being sued by a giant yeah. corporation like that <laughs> still funny um yeah. after they shot the movie and to promote the movie they had a fake funeral uh at that one Hollywood cemetery that I uh, can't think of off the top of my head, and I really should have written it down. I guess Arlington National Cemetery. No, it was not Arlington National Cemetery. <laughs> Freddie fought in the Dream Wars of <laughs> 1985. He deserves to be buried with honors. Yeah, they're like folding the flag. Um, yeah, no. Th so they had a, f a a funeral for Freddie, and they had like a whole bunch of the you know former cast. At this funeral where they, you know, they had a casket there and everything with his sweater on top of it. And they were just really milking the crap out of this franchise at that point. Uh, and it worked. Yeah. It did It did make a decent <laughs> amount of money. So, yeah. Profit justifies everything. That's what I've been saying for years. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. You do say that a lot. Like, a shocking yeah. amount. You say that every day in our group chat. You just type it in. <laughs> Um, hey guys, what time do we want to record today? Remember, profit is everything. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to start doing that for real. <laughs> All right, I got one last fun fact, and then we'll bonus fact from Kyle. Swip. It's a bonus fact. I want a I want a little theme to play right here. Let's see if Jared will do it. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll see. All right. So my bonus fact was, along with Peter Jackson having written an alternative version of the script, which frankly sounded very interesting, mm -hmm. where he was going to do it like teenagers go into Freddy's dream world on their own, like not worrying about Freddy at all mm -hmm. and just do stuff. <laughs> and then I don't know how Freddy was going to appear or if, if he was going to appear, but that would have been really cool. Yeah. But also there was another version of the script where it was like dream warriors part two, where a bunch of the dream warriors were going to come back and help Alice's son from the previous movie, uh, fight and kill Freddy. Ah, all the dream warriors so died though. Uh, I guess they come back as ghosts. Maybe. I love the idea of Nancy being the anti-Freddy. Like, every time Freddy's attacking a group of kids, she's the one who comes in and says, Hey, guys, uh, you know, it's Freddy. He's a child murderer. Here's how you're going to fight Let him. Let me I'll help handle you out when this. I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th I thought it was really stupid of them to kill Nancy off. Uh, it was, and, like, Freddy's mom appeared in just as many movies as Nancy did. Like, just make her come back as a ghost. Yeah. Or, like, a good dream. A vision. Demon. Like, a force ghost. Like, a blue, sparkly Yoda. Yeah. Alice, you must journey to the Dagobah system. <laughs> Nancy. And train with the dreamer who taught me. Dagobah system. <laughs> yeah. That's what they should have done. That... Ugh. Ridiculous. What? what, what? 
why do we have so much so many much better ideas than I don't know we should the writers of <laughs> Nightmare we should really write a movie it would suck oh, I think we could do it yeah. I believe in us as a as a writing team cool thanks Kyle I'll write all the graphic sex <laughs> of course you will <laughs> every five minutes we're just gonna take a nice sex break it's gonna turn into just a porno like a straight up porn film <laughs> this is an adult film Yes, baby. With Freddie in it, maybe. With Robert England <laughs> as Freddie in it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Wow. Uh, so let's get into some uh, some scenes that we liked in this blender of a movie. Okay. What's a, what's a scene that you enjoyed? All right. Uh, okay. This, this movie... Like I said, I liked it and also didn't like it, but I loved it and I also hated it and I'm really still processing how I feel about it. However, Carlos is the scene uh, where he's he's dreaming and, you know, Freddy cuts off his ear and so you're like, you can't really hear him very well because I, I thought that was really brilliant of them to kind of work with his... Um, being deaf in his dream uh, and fucking with the sound so that it sounded really like muddled and just really this, it was sounded really cloudy um, when he didn't have his hearing aid on whenever his mom pushes that Q-tip into his ear. Yeah. I haven't cringed like that at a horror movie in a really long time. Um, like hand on face, like, oh no, oh God, no, stop. Yeah. Ew, ew. Like, I couldn't look. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. I was so squirmy whenever I watched that. And that is uh, how right I should you. feel, I think, whenever I'm watching one of these movies. So that was disgusting. And I just, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the scenes I was going to bring up if you didn't. Um... And it makes me think, like, what do you think is scarier for Carlos being in a dream with Freddy with hearing or without? Because with hearing, he's hearing the claws in the distance getting closer. Yeah. He's hearing Freddy taunt him. But without hearing, you know, it's just his imagination is like, what is going to happen yeah. next? Like, I know I'm in some different reality mm -hmm. because my mom just pulled my ear out. Yeah. But... And Freddy knew exactly what to do because he, he, he takes his, his hearing away. And then he puts it back on his ear and it like attaches to him like a, it's like a creepy little like spider. And then ever, all the yeah. sounds are like really intense and then his head blows up. Like. Yeah. I have a, a logical problem with that. Okay. Is like Freddie drops a pin and we're all thinking, oh, like it's so, he's so powerful. He's going to be able to hear a pin drop. Mm -hmm. And so he dives to catch it. Yeah. Does him diving not make any noise? <clears throat> or does him shouting at Freddy, please don't, not make any noise? Um, I think Freddy is controlling the volume. Yeah. But... Like, he can choose what makes a super loud noise and what doesn't. Um, but I guess I guess it could. I don't know. I would have I liked it if they had tried a little harder to keep Carlos quiet as he's doing all the stuff. Yeah. Just to, mm -hmm. to, to sell it a little bit more. I know what you mean. But other than that, I think the uh, the deaf the Carlos uh, scene is probably the best kill yeah. in this uh, in the in this movie. Ugh. Ugh. Just freaked me out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you? Give me give me a scene. All right, let's see what I got here. Uh, I'm gonna say the introduction of Spencer, where it's like I don't want to be like my dad, and then he's like. You know, there are other ways to get his attention besides setting fires and, like, blowing up his cars. And then a guy walks in with a pipe bomb that Spencer had made. Yeah. And it's like, no, this isn't a troubled kid. This is a terrorist. He is dangerous. Put in... Yeah, put him in jail. He does... Yeah, I don't think he belongs in, like, a youth home. Unless he is yeah, not... actively getting better. But, like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it's a... If he had, like, a a shiv i'd be like uh he could get right, better yeah if he had you know drugs you know he can be saved mm -hmm. he has a pipe bomb that's gonna kill he's somebody he's making bombs like... for other then... children yeah like it's it's for fun it's it's so bad mm -hmm. that, that turned me against him pretty quick 
also a, another nonsensical teen scene. So uh, Dr. Maggie discovers the teens in the back of the van, mm-hmm. which is it, which isn't it itself stupid. Oh yeah. But then she's like, okay, okay, teens in this strange town, I want who are frequent runawayers. Yeah. Call the police and wait for them on your own, please. I'm gonna go investigate. Yeah. It's like, no, those kids are are gone the second you turn around. <laughs> you Come can't on, Doctor Maggie. Them. You are the you man. Just... Like they're gonna go against every single thing that you ask them to do. Uh, Doctor Maggie needed to lay down the law or <laughs> prioritize the escaped children over what what is my dream about? Yeah. Yeah. It, the whole partnership like her and john going to figure things out like on their own sort of <sighs> didn't really compute and i th- I think they tried to just make it a like a twist like oh it's not john who's freddie's kid it's maggie oh we gotcha and then like john dies and it's like oh bummer John dies almost immediately. Yeah, like we yeah. thought that John actually dies at the end. Well, <laughs> at the middle, in the duration of the film at all as a whole. Um, I, yeah, I really didn't like that John was an amnesiac. Like having his memory would have been better. Like it, imagine John fully aware goes like is found in this youth shelter yeah. by Doctor Maggie, and he's like, oh, like I can't go to sleep. You guys don't understand. He's gonna get me. And then he says something that, you know, triggers Dr. Maggie like he did in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then she convinces him to go back. Like, he goes there and he's jittery. He's, you know, he sees one, two, Freddy's coming for you on a newspaper. And he's like, oh, shit. You know, it's happening again. Mm -hmm. He can be scared and have terror. But as an amnesiac, he... He knows he's just a lamb to the slaughter, and that's not as much fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's better when he's aware, and it, he would, if he maybe still got killed, but he knew exactly what was going on. That would have been a little more, yeah, suspenseful, yeah. maybe. Uh, so many, this movie had potential. Like I love the idea of the town where, where like Freddie has just won. He is king of Springwood. Yeah, that's a really cool concept. There's no kids, and it was like really sad. Um, it could have been like the parents were all too crazy. Like yeah. he couldn't talk to any of them, but if they had just like, if the whole movie was just going into this town to defeat Freddie and just seeing how sad these people are, you know, the, the emotion for having lost every single child, yeah. that could have been a really good movie. <clears throat> yeah. But you're right. But nope. Freddie's dead. That's, that's what we get. They just kind of left it behind and visited quickly yeah in and out there's no and again my my least favorite uh nightmare trope of freddy attacking us in the real world i hate that so much yeah yeah it happens in does that happen in it happens in the second one yeah i think the third one i think you can argue because like that one guy is marionetted to his death but yeah I but that's two, I mean, it's four, not five, happening in real in reality he's just sleepwalking right but in his dream his like freddy is like manipulating his like tendons and shit right yeah I, yeah okay and it's i mean yeah i don't think he freddy has any other just real world attacks mm-hmm. in that one so i think it's just two four five six possibly seven nah Seven's, Do you have any other scenes you wanted to bring Seven's up? interesting, but we'll talk about I'm, that um, next week. I'm actually excited for Seven. I've seen it before. I like I know it. It's, yeah. It's a step up. I like it more than I like this one, but I think I think in talking about this, I have decided that I do I do like this movie. It's not my favorite one. I'd say it's like... I don't I don't know. It's too close to call. Talk to me next week whenever we, like, wrap up <laughs> the series. Um, All right. So we already talked about every, uh, the whole video game gimmick with Spencer. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, I thought it was really interesting, the gimmick that they used in the final, like, showdown, like the final 10 minutes of the movie was shot in 3D. And I didn't, 
have the privilege of watching it in 3D this time. And I, I wish I had, but, you know, she puts on the glasses and that's when you're supposed to put on the glasses and it's all in, you know, 3D. They the third just, dimension. They shot that one, um, that one scene with a 3D yeah. camera. And you can tell because suddenly they're like trying to, you know, make everything pop out at you. Uh, this movie is just gimmick upon gimmick upon gimmick. And it's really like they're jumping several sharks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think this movie is fun. And I'm, I have my issues with it, but I do, I like this. Movie. I think this movie would be a fun one to like, you know, mystery science theater. Yeah. It, <laughs> Just like, like riff it. Riff, riff it. Yeah. I mean, that's. I had to stop myself from making all my notes just like jokes, riffing esque <laughs> jokes. Yeah, Aww. like when, like when John Doe, like the first night in the hospital, he's not hospital, the shelter, he's sleepwalking. Then he uh, jerks awake and knocks a security guard through a window. <laughs> it's like, is that window made of like paper mache? Like, I don't yeah. think I think it's going to offer some resistance as you hmm. bump into it. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, this movie was a movie are there any other scenes that you want to talk about uh not really okay um yeah oh one thing i would have loved it like freddie's finally going in for the kill on john doe mm -hmm. he's fall he's falling through the air and he sees the cord you know pull in case yeah. or pull for parachute i would have loved it instead of it being a parachute he pulled it and all his clothes just fell off and he just had to die naked <laughs> I think that would have been hilarious. <laughs> really just like seal the deal. Like, yeah. oh my God. And in reality, all his clothes fly off too. Yeah. Oh, that would have been. This is like a. Where's my director's cut? That's. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to make Freddie a Looney Tune, then yeah, like have him put in a core that just explodes your clothes off. Yeah. And then have him hold up a little sign that says yipe while he looks at the camera. <laughs> blink, blink. Oh, they really should. Ah. They really should have paid to have like a classic Looney Tunes style animated sequence of Freddy killing one of them. I am shocked that they didn't do that in this movie because it was so close, you know. Yeah. It, it, he, you know, his in the beginning of the movie, whenever he like flies through the, is it he flies through the windshield or something, and then he goes through the um, what turns out to be a facade, the barrier, and then um. It, there's like the cutout of his yeah. body I'm like holy crap yeah. this is a cartoon <laughs> this is a live action cartoon that i'm about to watch i remember sitting there yeah. last night just going like oh my god I like out loud being like holy crap like that's what kind of movie this is and i had been waiting for it so i really did get um my fill of that just cheesy funny shark jumpy freddy that i've been craving yeah. um and then we go back to, like, Scary Freddy in the next one. So, yeah. If that's what you're looking for, yeah. this is the movie to watch. And I feel weird thinking about it now. Because, like, with Child's Play, when they switched from horror to comedy, mm -hmm. I was I was all in. Bride of Chucky? Like, give it to me, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love Bride but, of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I'm like, oh, he's making jokes now? <laughs> yeah. Because I think that just the concept of Freddy is so much scarier than the concept of Chucky. Um, yeah. Because Chucky's always just been kind of funny. One one step from laughable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and those are movies that, you know, if you're not scared, you can sit there and laugh at them and have a good time. But, uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street became that. It morphed into something that you could have a lot of fun with, which I think is a good thing. But, yeah, Scary Freddy from, like, the first movie. Because, yeah, he gets funnier as they go on. Yeah, like, I'm all for it's prime time, bitch. Like, I I was into that line as much as anyone else yeah. was. And it fit for that movie, but he was still able to be scary afterwards. Yes, exactly. This one, this one, they just dove right into mm -hmm. goofy lines and goofy dreams. They jumped with the shark. Yeah. Freddy was the shark. <laughs> Why is that shark wearing a fedora? Dream shark. 
It's like a green and red striped shark with a fedora. <laughs> like oh the car God, at the end of the first one. <laughs> An anthology series where it's just the dream blank and it's just Freddy as various things. <laughs> the dream toaster. <laughs> Dad, it's in there again. <laughs> <sighs> yes. The dream couch. Um... Yeah, so there there was um, there was a show that they tried to do in the '80s where it was sort of like a Tales from the Crypt type television program, but it was like Freddy's. What was it called? Freddy's um, nightmares. Freddy's Freddy, Freddy's the nightmares. Um, yeah, I'm correct. Freddy's nightmares. Um, not. It didn't last very long, uh, from 1988 to 1990, and it was it was a basic yeah it was sort of a rip off of Tales from the Crypt where you've got Freddy doing like these like host segments, um, in between these stories that were being told. It didn't do great, and uh, doesn't seem like they had a whole lot of fun doing it. But I think <laughs> I'd rather watch this movie than watch any episodes of that if that counts for Maybe, anything yeah. <laughs> i'll have to watch it though uh, i just had the horrifying realization as we're watching these movies especially these last two <clears throat> i'm crafting my own nightmare movie in my mind ah and listening to you i don't know why but describe freddy's tv shows like i realized like oh my movie is just it chapter one except it's freddy <laughs> oh no uh i'm i was even today like what age do I want my characters to be? Probably just the same age as the kids from It Chapter One. <laughs> and there's a spooky clown. Damn. I mean, Freddy. There's a spooky yeah. Freddy, and Freddy, he, comes he lives in the sewers back no. every 27 years. Wait, no. Yeah. Uh, I need Stephen King to help me with this. He'll he'll be able to set me apart from It. Yeah. No wait. <laughs> when the characters will be an author with a psychic kid. Yeah. Uh, he can stay at the hotel and write now. the movie. Uh, I'm sad now. All right. Uh, do we have any other thoughts we want to share on Nightmare Six, um, the final Freddy? Let's rank this bad boy. Let's rank it up. All right. I'll go first. Okay. Um, to remind the audience, the viewers out there, it's one through five. We'll sees. Um, or if we think this is the best thing since chocolate milk, we give it the bitch. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna give this. Zero will see. This is the worst movie we've seen Zero. since we started doing the ranking system. Oh my goodness. Zero? It's the story is just as bad as the last movie, okay. except this one doesn't have the special effects effort to warrant even a single point. I love that you you really keep me on my toes. You keep us, I think I, maybe our audience agrees. Uh, I, I there are some times where you really hate a movie and sometimes when you really love a movie, Every time I watch something, I can pretty much pinpoint whether or not Jarrett is gonna like it. But with you, it's yeah. just, you're a you're a wild card, baby. I love it. Um, <laughs> wild card, baby. I can't I can't believe you yeah. gave it a zero, but I guess I can because you're Kyle and you like to surprise yeah. us. Um, Real quick before you give your ranking, okay. and we're speaking about movies we think Jarrett might, may or may not like, yeah. have you seen the new Adam Sandler Hubie Halloween? <laughs> no, yet? I have not. Uh, let me just say it opens with Adam Sandler and the Monster Mash playing. So I immediately was immediately like, oh, like they made this for Jarrett. That's neat. <laughs> I think Adam Sandler and Jarrett are in cahoots. They wrote it together. Um, uh, I guarantee it. I, I, I heard that it's not great and I can't wait to watch it. It's worth it. It's not great. It's definitely worth a watch. Okay, though. cool. Especially if, especially if you know who Jarrett is and speak with him at any time. <laughs> cool. All right, what's your what's your ranking for? Freddy, All right, Freddy's um, I can't remember what I gave the last one, but I think I I'm pretty I liked this one more than I liked number five. Um, you gave it either a one point five or a two because we were the three of us one one point five and two. Oh okay. Um, then in that case, I think I'm gonna give this one a three three stars there's a lot that i really appreciate about this movie uh it has many flaws 
but I can't help but really have loved watching it. I had a lot of fun watching it. That's it. So I'm going to give it an average score because my brain is still like fried from from watching it. Like I'm still not quite I'm still a little perplexed, but I th- I think I I did enjoy this movie. So you got to give it some time to settle yeah. and then I thought I did. I was like, I'll watch it the day before. So it's like fresh, but not too fresh. I'll have some time to mull it over. And I did. And I'm still like, hmm. Like, do I like this? Yeah, I did. I liked it. All right. Well, with that, I think we're just about ready to to wrap up this nightmare. And then we'll just have a new one next week with Nightmare 7, the new nightmare of Wes Craven's Freddy. (laughs) I'm not sure about the title. I want that I'm entire sure sentence written on my gravestone, I think. Join I us watched... for a new nightmare next yeah. week with new nightmare from the mind of Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Uh, I was watching Basic Instinct last night. Uh-huh. And then I was watching Who Shot Mr. Burns because of that Willie scene. <laughs> of course. And I realized on my tombstone, I want it to read... Kyle Burns, born, died. Underneath it, I want to say, who shot Mr. Burns? Oh, my God. I will do that for you. I will make sure. <laughs> unless I'm dead first. You're a true friend. I'll make sure I die before you. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I'll, I'll start smoking now. Okay. Neat. <laughs> <sighs> Terrible. All right. Cammie, where can we find you? <laughs> Oh, you can find me on the internet. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Magic Ghost Baby. Uh, Jarrett's not here today, but you can find him on Instagram at Daddy with an I underscore Dangerfield. Uh, you can find us as a network uh, at Spooky Time Network on Instagram, at Spooky Time Net on Twitter. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, go ahead and search Spooky Time Network. Kyle, where can we find you? Ah, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, no. Um, I thought we were just talking about you today, but I guess I can throw my, <laughs> okay. my hat in the Bye. ring. Uh, find me on Twitter, Fievel Goes West. Uh, if you send me a message, I will respond in time. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, Old Man Yells at Clouds. I do nothing but take pictures of Freddy. <laughs> not, not that Freddy, a different Freddy. You don't know him. Ah. Uh, and if you want to, if you aren't satisfied with a once a week listening to our mouth noises talk good um (laughs) if you want more of us we have a special going on this month of october our month of madness a trios of horror podcast uh available at that name on a different channel uh but we're doing trios of horror segments one a day for 31 days Mm -hmm. that's if you do the math that's 45 segments oh buddy that's a that's a value i couldn't put a, a price to but you should give it a listen. It's great fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. And by the time you're listening to this, I can't do enough math to figure out what day it'll be. But you'll probably have like two weeks worth of uh, episodes to catch up on. Yeah. That's 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, so join us for that. And that'll be a grand old time. Please. Please uh, do. All right. Well, with that, we'll leave you for now. Join us again next week. And we're going to have a blast wrapping up Nightmare with a big old floppy bow. Yeah. Floppy. Floppy like my aunt. What? I have an aunt Floppy. That's not her name. We just call her that. She hates us. She's actually a large stuffed bunny. She's delightful. Uh, She's great at parties. Aw. Look at her. She rolls around. Oh, my God. Roll, Floppy. Roll, we say as we throw carrots at her. Let's go. Uh, All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, gentle viewer. Bye, bitch. We'll see.